Hey, lawn care leaders. You guys need a software program that works just as hard as you do. That's why we chose Jobber. It's a software that helps home service businesses quote, schedule, invoice, and get paid faster. It helps with pain points of forgetting to follow up with valuable leads, calling and texting your team with job details, trying to remember what invoices to send out, apologizing when team members miss job details, playing phone tag with multiple clients. Let Jobber streamline these processes for you. Be sure to let them know that Lawn Care Leaders sent you over. Hey, Lawn Care Leaders, real treat here for you guys. I know I enjoyed this interview. We have Corey Ballard of Ballard Innovative Products and Perficut out of Iowa. A lot of great content here. I know I thoroughly enjoyed this and had some huge takeaways. I know you guys will get some value from it as well. So hit us up. Um, You can find him. I I should have addressed this and let him do a little better plug at the end. But you can find him by just searching Perficut or Corey Ballard or Ballard Innovative Products. That's B-A-L-L-A-R-D, Innovative Products. Um, He's all over Instagram. You could probably just simply search the hashtag lawn care or lawn or landscape. He's going to pop up eventually. So um, like I said, real treat for me. Very appreciative of him spending his time adding value to our listeners. So listen in. If you find value in this, please let us know. Comment if there's other things you would like to ask him. I mean, he's very down-to-earth guy, very personable. You can reach out to him directly or ask me as well. So enjoy this. I know I did, and we'll be back with you soon. (laughs) Can you hear me okay on your end, though? Yeah, not bad. I might turn it up just a touch, but is that now you hear the headphones? I can test again. Do you hear him in the headphones? I can. Yeah, say test again, would you, Brett? Yep. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's good there. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, we've got a not a bad backdrop, but our uh, our offices are completely under construction in our building and and our admin. So it's we've been using this little coffee shop in town for our media which is i saw that man you guys had a demo project going that's crazy oh dude it's you know the only way you can do it is almost just rip it down to i mean just tear the bandaid off and take it down to the bare bones yeah and uh yeah you know that main building we've been in since 2000 so we've been there 18 years and that building was built in the 80s so it was already it was only moved in so um it's nice to just do that and then our admin building across the street we're redoing that so i'm just everything's in disarray right now which is (laughs) Hey, at least, at least it's a pretty good time of year to do it. Let me see here. I'm going to try to turn my uh, turn my volume up if I can. All right. <clears throat> Give me one second here. That's up. This sounds really good, I think. Okay, perfect. At least in here. Level's good for you? Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to turn you guys up. Can you test it one more time? Test one, two, test. Yep. That's a lot. Okay. All right. Perfect, perfect. All well, right, buddy. Yeah, well, I first of all want to thank you for your time. I know you guys yeah. are running around like crazy. You're a busy man, 
as you said, you're in flux with the office and demoing that. So um, going out of your way for for our listeners means a lot. So hopefully, yeah, uh, appreciate you having us. We uh, we enjoy it. We you know part of what we do. Um, part of what I enjoy about this, I love the products and I love what we do as a businesswoman. I just love talking to a lot of people. I get probably a dozen different direct messages every night. Just, Hey, I'm starting a small company. What do I do? I'm struggling here, struggling there. Some of it's just equipment related. Why do you like this brand? Why do you like that brand? So some of it, it's just fun stuff. And, uh, if I can help guys out and then just tell them what we do, doesn't mean it's right, but I I think that's fun. And, um, and you know, it's, uh, ultimately i think people are shocked that like one guy last night said you know how do i get a hold of Corey?" i said you got him like, <laughs> exactly because like, you know it's like i think he's thinking we got this master team of people and we just don't uh, yeah, yeah not on the ballard side anyways it's yeah. um it's you're gonna it, it's jason or i and uh, my wife does all the uh uh book you know all the admin side yeah. and we've got a warehouse guy and it's, that, it's just that simple yeah yeah and that's what uh kind of drew me to you i mean I'll start with this. You you posted something and I saw it. I was like, "Hey, what's this guy about?" So I watched it. Didn't follow you, but like 16 to 20 posts later, I'm like, "Man, this guy's he's getting after it." So I followed each one of your pages. So that just speaks to your discipline and your hustle. I would like you to eventually further into the conversation talk to that a little bit because you've sure. been doing this so long now that some things can get mundane. I want to I want you to address maybe did you ever have a time where there was a lull or you needed to refine a passion or so we'll, we'll get to Absolutely. that. But for right sure. now, I want you to start at the very beginning. So I started with a push mower in the back of my mom's purple minivan, but you're like another level, man. I was reading your, your brief bio on the website. You started with a moped and a push mower. So I want you to start there and then take okay. us through the, uh, the brief personal and career bio if you can. Sure. Um, you know, my story is that is a lot like other stories when you talk about guys, especially in our industry that, you know, a lot of guys started in high school or, or very simple, but um, it was as simple as, hey, dad, I need a, I want a new moped. I want a faster moped. I want a better moped because nothing's ever good enough. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Said, you got to go get a job. And um, so we had a mower sitting in the corner of the garage and I just started knocking on doors and um, I was able, I was pretty convincing um, to, so I got about 10 or 12 neighbors to let me mow their yard. Right. And it was just that simple. It started off at 10 or 12 and, and I, I was never afraid to work. And from yeah. day one, I mean, I was, let's go. And yeah. everybody else is hanging out at the beach and, and doing what they need to do. And I was, I wanted to work and I just had an, it was a nice freedom to have my own cash. Yeah. Um, however small it was at that point. And yeah. so it, it, you know, there, you know, so I'm driving around town pulling a moped with a motor, uh, you know, pulling a mower with a moped, which is extremely so got, dangerous. You've got but... one hand on the moped, one hand on the mower. Exactly. And the trimmer was bungee corded <laughs> down and the blower was bungee corded to that. And um, it See, worked. I would hire and that guy. Made... If I saw that guy right now, I would hire him. Oh, absolutely. That guy's and I, it. I love, you know, I, when I see a kid out shoveling in the snowstorm, I, I mean, that's the kind of guy I want. I like oh. guys that are. You know, nowadays kids are sitting inside playing video games, but I like, mm-hmm. if you want to get outside and get dirty, that's, that's awesome. But yeah. so that was, it was just that simple. And uh, so what we started doing, what I started doing was I, I used my dad's mower and I ruined it. Cause that's what you do. I just yeah. beat it into the ground yeah. and I paid him back and, and he said, uh, you know, you need to get your own mower. So yeah. I started at a very young age and I thought this was a really important lesson for me. He took me to the bank and I borrowed, I think $200 yeah. and I borrowed it and I went and bought a brand new snap, a push mower. And I had my first bank loan and I was 15 and I paid that loan off and, you know, a couple months. And then 
I said, hey, dad, I need a little bigger motor. I went and borrowed $500 and I yeah. paid that back. And so his lesson, my dad was, uh, he, he was trying to teach me that you got to build some credit and he didn't know exactly how to go about it from a business standpoint, but he thought, hey, we'll get these small loans and we'll pay them back. And yeah. so it, it was really that simple in the beginning. Um, got my driver's license at 16 and um, had this fancy truck truck that we thought was pretty fancy and yeah. had a little uh, eight by 10 trailer okay. and about my first 36 inch mower. So I got a 36 and now I got a push snapper and, yeah. um, and I just was, uh, I, I was just out talking to people and I was knocking on doors and I was walking in places, um, you know, 16 years old and saying, Hey, I'd love to, you know, who, who takes care of who mows it? You know, it was, it was really basic. I made yeah. this kind of cheesy letterhead and yeah. the name on it. And, um, but I just knocked on enough doors and got enough people convinced. And, yeah. um, by the time I was a senior, we had, uh, we had two mowing crew, uh, you know, basically a crew and a half, but I had a truck and then we had another truck set up and I'd go in the morning, I'd meet the guys, give them the routes, yeah. go to high school. I'd get out early. We had a work program. I get out at noon and, um, I'd go mow with them. And, uh, it was just hustle. We worked, yeah. um, we worked till dark and we worked all summer and, you know, looking back, you know, I gave up some things that uh, other guys, again, everybody was going to the beach and partying and I trust me, I had my share of fun, yeah, but yeah. I just worked. And, um, I loved that freedom. I loved the, uh, I loved making my own rules and starting when I wanted to start. And I also loved more than anything, having my own yeah. cash. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to ask anybody for anything. And that was a pretty, um, just, it was a nice feeling to, to be, um, to be free of that. Yeah. So it, it really just started that simple. Um, you know, our community was growing. There was a lot of opportunity and I never said no. If, if you know, we just, we did work that we probably shouldn't have done, which a yeah. lot of guys do in the beginning, but yeah. And just, so we just went out and hustled and it grew from there and quickly out of high school, I just continued to escalate. And, um, now was there a time, sorry to cut you off, but sure. was there a time in high school where you're just one guy push mower, you've got a 36 inch walk behind when you had to take that next step to a crew? What was that like? Was that just a snap? Hey, we've got this much work to get it done. We need somebody, or was that a little more painful? Uh, you know, really, I didn't. I didn't weigh it all out. It wasn't like I crunched the numbers to try to figure out how much it was going to cost and how yeah. many man hours we needed and what we were averaging. Yeah. I, like I made a lot of gut go. decisions. Yeah, I made a lot of gut decisions, and I've done that to this day. And, yeah. and most of them are right. Um, some yeah. of them aren't. And yeah. uh, it was just one of those deals where there was no fear. You know, we have work. Let's get equipment. Let's. Yeah. And um, we were very, I was very smart about the equipment at the time though. You know, I was, I was a local company here doing a lot of commercial mowing and we went and picked up their old 36. Like, yeah. I might've paid four or 500 bucks for it. I didn't yeah. go to the dealership like some of these guys today and yeah. get the, get a brand new $10,000 mower. I went and got this cheap mower, belt drive 36. Yep. Um, we thought to me that was, I mean, that thing was a Cadillac versus a push mower. <laughs> you know, I got a 36, you know, and, um, and so we tried to make, I tried to make good financial decisions with the amount of, small amount of you know, capital that I had at the time. And yeah. um, it didn't weigh, you know, I just didn't weigh the decisions out like you would maybe today. I, we yeah. we kind of joked that I could never do what we did today because I'd, I'd think too much through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all along the way, we made a lot of decisions that were very quick. Yeah. Um, and I think just a little bit of... Um, you know, just you're kind of naive. You, we had never failed. I'd never seen anybody really fail. Yeah. Economy was good. Um, I just didn't have that. What if? Shoot, what if we don't have enough work? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's, let's just and let's just hustle, hustle, hustle. And yeah. uh, you know, I I think if you've read any of my any of my uh, stories that are on our website on the Ballard website, you know, I 
I talk about a teacher who, you know, I had a couple people in my life that said, you know, you weren't going to make it. And, yeah. and it, I didn't, pay, I didn't pay attention in class. If you could kind of figure that out, I just was messing around and yeah, I was yeah. joking and doing all the wrong things. And, you know, a teacher said, Hey, Corey, if you don't pay attention, you're going to be mowing yards your whole life. I, I, that still drives me a little bit to this day, 25 <laughs> years later. Um, but it drove me a lot in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, who's, you know, and I, and, and I had other people kind of making fun of me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I took that personal, like, yeah. you know, my buddies were going off to college and I'm out cutting grass. And I yeah. mean, I'm in the field cutting grass. I'm dirty. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, there were some times there that, that those were some tough decisions and yeah. trying to figure out what my path looked like. Yeah. And who, and who's to say that that's bad. I, I, I had many, many moments in the beginning cause got out of high school. What do you do? You go to college, get out of college. You have a degree, you hit the corporate world. My first job, I would show up to a suit and tie, and I had my old truck and trailer parked out there. And my boss was like, "What are you gonna? What are you fixing?" To go? I'm, I was like, "I'm getting ready to go mow 15 yards. I got to get out of here." So it's right. it's kind of funny. There's a uh, there's a stigma around it in the beginning, you know, especially sure, especially there, there when is. it's just you. Um, it sounds like to me, just reading between the lines. I mean, you're you're kind of a purebred entrepreneur. You took risks in the beginning, kind of threw caution to the wind, um, very action-oriented, which we push a lot. Um, I love the fact that you just kind of get into it. I know, especially for me at this point in the business, like you said, we can overanalyze things um, mm -hmm. instead of just running, 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 and then figuring it out along the way kind of in those early years. I want you to speak to this, though. Um, we've got uh, one thing I want to talk about, uh, pain patience and process we're we're trying to address those pain sure. pain because um you have to enjoy the journey it's not just getting to the top of the summit looking down and everything's great if you don't enjoy the pain you're not going to enjoy the process um and then also patience i mean you've been doing this what 25 years now uh, technically like 30, yeah, about 30 a long time. Years. Okay, okay. Well, you got to update the website then. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'll, I'll be 44 and I started at 14, so you got to, I mean, technically 30 yeah, years. Yeah, 30 years. Okay, so 30 plus years. Crazy. So there's patience. So so pick one of those, pain, process, or patience, something that, uh, you know, steers you one way or another, just right off the top sure. of your head. Yeah, you know, the pain thing is, um, is a good one just because I think a lot of people in the beginning expect this immediate gratitude, you know, grat gratification. They yeah. want, um, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for two years and I just can't, I'm not, you know, I'm not killing it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but you've got a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, in our company, I, we, we talk a lot about culture and how do we continue to, because we make a lot of changes and, and change is inevitable and that's how you grow a company. But yeah. um, people fear change too. So, yeah. You know, there's a lot of pain in the beginning. You do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do. Um, you're a mechanic. You're the sales guy. You're collecting money. Yeah. Um, you're all those things. And, um, you know, I think a lot of guys get a little ahead of themselves. And, you know, I just know that um, it's hard work and it's hard work for a long time. And I think there's a, too many people want to do it for six months or eight months or a year. And then they're expecting yeah. all this this reward. And the yeah. challenge, the reality is it isn't. Um, our first I mean, our first five, 10 years when we really were going after it, man, it, we worked crazy hours for yeah. minimal money. Yeah. We had no lives. Um, we sacrificed everything. And I don't know that we knew any different, so it didn't feel like we were sacrificing everything. You know, you get there at 6 and leave at 8 p.m. and you yeah. get something to eat and it's just repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of question. Um, am I doing the right thing? Should I do something different? Um, so, you know, I, I think that, I, I think, you know, pain is just part of growing a company. It's supposed to be hard work. Anything yeah. worth having is supposed to be hard work. And, yeah. and I, you know, as a, if guys are watching us that are, you know, in that first second or even five years, I mean, we still go through pain today all the time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's inevitable and it's just constantly figuring out how do we, um, figure out what are our goals? How do they align with our people? Yeah. Um, you know, and not everybody wants a bunch of employees and that's okay too. I, yeah. I admire the guys that find their niche and find their size. Um, you know, into patience as well, it kind of leads back into that is, um, change takes time too. And everybody wants, you know, me especially too, I want to tell somebody something and it's just fixed. And the truth is it, it isn't, um, yeah, yeah. It, it takes time. Um, it takes, did we communicate it well? Um, you know, we've been losing some people at perfect cut. We've been losing some people that have been with us a long time. And, um, you know, I, I, I personally take, first thing I do is look at myself and think, what did we, what, you know, what did we do wrong? What could we have yeah. done different? Maybe it's not the place for them. Maybe things have changed. Um, but I always go back to what could we have done different? How could we have communicated that better? Yeah. Where did we fail? Um, yeah. You know, just had a guy leave after 10 years. And I think um, he said he didn't want, he wanted to be a manager and he didn't want to be in a labor position, but yet he took another position in labor. Hmm. So I, I have to assume that we somewhere along the line didn't communicate very well. And yeah. um, so I think patience with your people as well and making sure that they understand I think it's important they understand where you're going, what your goals are, yeah. so they can at least identify, does that meet their goals? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you say to them, hey, you know what, we do X amount of volume, and that's just, I'm, that's my comfort zone. Yeah. And if that guy works for you and he says, I'm comfortable too, or he says, no, that's not where I see myself in five okay. years or 10 years. Okay. Um, then you're, I think you're transparent there. So we, I think we spend a lot of time on transparency as well, and I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's I, great. That's great. Transparency and pretty much over-communicating. Um, I personally drop the ball in communicating a lot because yeah, we do too. I've got 50 different things in five minutes that I need to focus on. And so I just tell somebody, Hey, this needs to be done. And then all of a sudden, two days later, I realize it wasn't done the way I wanted it done. And who does that? I mean, that falls on me as the owner operator, sure. you know? Yeah, that's important. I think, I think having it being very self-aware as an owner, um, you know, being very self-aware and realizing yeah. that, man, we do, we make mistakes all the time. Yeah. I try not to assume that people know they yeah. just don't, Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and we try to help people the best we can. But usually when somebody makes people in general want to do the right thing Yeah. in general. Yeah. And so when somebody does something that doesn't align with what you thought they should do, I got to ask a question like, man, were we, were we not clear? Yeah. What yeah. did we do? You know, what did we do or say? Um, or it goes back to even, do, do they understand the goal of what we're doing? Because yeah. sometimes when you tell somebody what to do, it's different than explaining them why we do what yeah. we do. Yeah. You know, it's like change the oil on that mower, just do it or yeah. whatever. Versus here's our maintenance program. And when we follow it, here's what it means. Yeah. The longevity of our mowers and life. And then when that mower lasts longer, we have, we're allowed to give more raises. And, and then they go, oh, wow. Yeah. Now I see how that affects me versus, exactly. hey, dude change the oil that's just what we do yeah and so yeah. it's just a task versus uh, an actual result of yeah. why do i do what i yeah. do and yeah i think that's important you know and again it goes all the way back to everything that we do but i think it's so crucial to get people to understand that you know because everybody wants a raise right yeah yeah everybody wants more money and that's yeah. okay yeah we have to show them avenues of what we do and why we do it and how that affects the entire operation yeah um versus just sending orders yeah yeah 
how that ties to them, how, how the company's why, where they're going ties to them and where they're going. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you talked two or three times in there about, about goals. You started with a push mower and a moped in what, 2015, you guys hit lawn and landscapes top 100 list. Mm -hmm. Did your goals ever change? Did you get to two crews, five crews and think, Hey man, I, I need more time with my family. Or was it just one step to the next step to the next step and you were figuring it out? Speak to that a little bit. Good Paint question. that picture for us. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I don't know. We we always wanted to grow. We were hungry. We wanted to grow. We want, But we wanted to grow for the right reasons. Um, and one of the things that we didn't do well is we didn't say no a lot. We took on some projects we probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, but, but some of those projects led to other projects that ended up working out really well. Yeah. Um, but we just wanted to grow and grow, grow, grow. And some of that's ego. And a lot of, a lot of times guys like me get into the, the ego gets in the way. I've got a business partner who um, had joined me and his name's Matt. He's an incredible salesperson and he, he had the ability to sell. I had the ability to get work done on the operations side. Our goals aligned, um, but it wasn't financial. I think people get the financial part spun around. Our goal was to do the right thing. If we do the right thing for the right people, money follows. Yeah. And I believe um, without getting into a lecture that people got that backwards. They, when I talk to a lot of small guys, they say, I, I want to make a hundred grand. I want to make 150, whatever that number is. Yeah. And they start talking about how much money they want to make. Yeah. And I go back to well, what's your passion? Yeah. What, what's your goals? Yeah. What's your business model look like? If you could build a new business today, what does it look like? Yeah. Who's your ideal client? Yeah. Well, how many hours do you want to work? Yeah. And then you start looking at how do all those align? Because yeah. a lot of times I find out that they want to make 150. I'm just using a number, yeah. but they want to work 35 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, and, and I go, Hey, well, I don't think, I don't know that that aligns. Yeah. Um, and in our case, a lot of people, I think just assume that we were always big, you know, they, yeah. they assume that, Oh, it must be nice that you, you guys are, you know, and I'm like, well, man, we've done all this. We've been through all, all along the way we've done, you know, we've been through every single step along the way. And, um, so there certainly were steps in there. Um, that we hit the pause button a little bit. We've got some plateaus. We're actually working on a company timeline right now for our spring kickoff meeting. And it's kind of interesting when you, we're tying the revenue in, but we're also tying like significant company events that happen, good and bad. We're yeah. sharing those with the company. Like here's when we made a mistake, but here's when we made a pivotal decision that changed the way our future looked. And and as you do that, you start to look at, but we, we plateaued at several times at certain levels. Um, in 2018, we did $19 million. And I only, yeah. I don't say that to brag. I just to put that in comparison of yeah. mo, you know, lawn, lawn mower and a moped to, to $19 million yeah. and, and almost 200 people. Yeah. So we've been through all those steps, but we yeah. got stuck at about 10 million for three or four years. Okay. Um, and we, it allowed us some time to catch up on the back end. Cause we've mm -hmm. always been great at sales. Yeah. We've done a pretty poor job. I think on the back end yeah. at times of, uh, making sure that we can effectively um, deliver the results that we are selling because we're a great sales, but we can tell people anything. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you got to deliver it on yeah. the back. So, at different times throughout the the way, we've stopped and then we hit the you know hit the brakes a little bit, mm -hmm. and then we prepare and then we hit the gas. And okay. we're kind of going through that again. Last year we had twenty two percent growth, which was a, a big for us, um, but we felt like we were prepared for it again. And okay. um, some of it's economy related, you know, yeah. you've got some opportunities in, in Des Moines, Iowa, we had some great opportunities and, um, they, they made sense for us, but, okay. um, yeah. So uh, 
I think every business has to make decisions on when to grow and when not to. Yeah. Um, to your point though, earlier is I think you can overanalyze. I think you can analyze yourself right out of business at some yeah. point. I think yeah. you can, and, and I know people like that. Yeah. They'll spend six months crunching the numbers. I'm already, we've moved on. We're, we're, yeah. we've, we've done three deals since then. And yeah. you know, he, yeah. this guy's over here with his calculator trying to figure out, and he, and there's the people that are, say, what if, you know, yeah. what if, and there's the five what ifs. Yeah. And I always go back to, but what if it works? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. you're right. We, it, we could have a tornado or we could have a flood or we could have no snow or record snow or, yeah. We could, a lot of things could happen. Yeah. So there is some, you know, we all take some chances. We're, we're entrepreneurs, right? We take, and you have to control take, what you can control. You know, exactly. I always, I always like to say, pull the boat as close as you can, but eventually you have to jump. And mm -hmm. um, that it's it's ultimately on you. That's, that's where action comes into play. You want to be smart about it. You want to know the numbers, but ultimately you just got to take that leap of faith oftentimes. Um, so... You, you, you have a, a broad range from starting to where you are now, now putting in new leadership roles, it sounds like, um, adding leadership and moving people that have been there a long, long time into management roles is, is now starting to become a little more pain point for you. On those transitions, or maybe where you plateaued, what was, what was the biggest lesson that you learned when you said, hey, we're doing this, we made a mistake, now we need to pivot? or the company's heading in this direction, we hit one million, one million, what we do now is not gonna get us to five, what we did at 10 sure. is not gonna get us to 20. Uh, list some of those areas where you either pivoted or just a, a simple pain point or a mistake you made. Yeah, um, I can think of a couple things. The first one is that I think at times you put the wrong people in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, so because somebody has been with you a certain amount of time and they've got some tenure and, and you're like, okay, uh, Joe over there, he's Joe's man, he's been for seven years, but he's ready to be a manager. But the yeah. truth is his skill set doesn't make him a manager yeah. and that's partially on us. Um, so I think what we could have been better at is laying out that, you know, as a manager, you need to have these five skills, whatever they are, mm -hmm. X, you know, you got to have a driver's license. You've got to be, you know, you've got to have this certification. You've got to have college degree or five years of field experience you've got to have you've got to take some leadership training classes whatever those five six ten things are yeah um and what happened at times as we grew is we put we put the most qualified people in the wrong spot or hmm. the best irrigation tech he's our best tech we'll make him the manager yeah he he's a terrible manager but he's an incredible tech <laughs> yeah yeah but then he fails at managing he yeah. quits or leaves so now we don't have him in the as a tech and now we don't have him as a manager so I think it's important to look at your, the skill set of people and not just put them there based on tenure. Yeah. Um, but that also goes back to communication. We did not do a very good job communicating that. We did not lay out, and we weren't very honest with people and say, hey, Joe, man, you, we, you're valued. You're a great asset. Yeah. Here's your skill set. We'd love to get you on a better career path. Here's the things we'd like, to, we'd like you to do in the next six, eight, 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, if you do those, We'd love to re-interview you, and we think you'd be a good fit over here. Okay. And we didn't do a very good job of that. We're like, hey, Joe, you've been here eight years. Let's make yeah. you the manager. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I want more money. Yeah. And then he fails, and yeah. then he quits, and now you now you still need a manager, and now he's not in the field. Yeah. So you lost two people in, in, in a way. And, um, you know, and a guy said to me yesterday, I met a guy that's helping us with some stuff, and he said, you know, one of their philosophies was we're going we're gonna to help you up, or we're going to help you on the way up, or we're going to help you out. Yeah. Which yeah. means we're going to help you grow. Or maybe, we'll, or we're going to help you go, and yeah. that, and sometimes people, you know, not every company is for everybody long term. But um, so, I think that was uh, 
for us, that was important to look at uh, putting people in the right spot. Yeah. Um, now, what do you do? Sorry to interject here, but what do you do? So we're in a situation where we do have people stepping into leadership roles because we're mm -hmm. getting we're getting texts quickly. We don't really want more than four people being managed by one person. So inevitably, leadership positions pop up. But what do you do as we grow? Say we have somebody like you said that's killing it as a technician, but maybe is not a good fit for a leadership role, but you still want them to feel like they have a career and a career track with your company. Sure. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, I think that's where you gotta have some good talks with them, some good conversations. We've created a role called like a senior foreman. So you're a foreman and then you're a senior foreman. And that senior okay. foreman is guaranteed some um, perks. They get a little more vacation. Okay. Um, they get, uh, they oversee some of the other techs. They have a little added responsibility. Maybe it's the morning kickoff. Maybe they do the toolbox talks in your, in your parking lot. Okay. Safety talks. Maybe they gather the paperwork. Whatever, however your organization works, okay. we give them some added responsibility. Um, maybe it's just that you oversee the trucks. We want to make sure that our trucks are clean. Trash is removed daily. They're restocked for the next day. They're parked accordingly. Keys are out, locked up, simple yep. stuff. Yep. And you start to give them some small things that just says, hey, you know what? He, he, he knows that I, I got my five guys or four guys, but I'm the lead guy. Yeah, yeah. And they also come, and they come to him when there's an issue. Hey, I got to be off or I got a dentist appointment or, hey, I'm going to this job today. I don't know if I know exactly what I need to do there. Can I call you at three o'clock and make yeah. sure I understand this? situation um and it just gives them i think it's important for people to have a sounding board okay. and so maybe that guy's not the best manager but maybe he's looked up you know everyone everyone looks up to him they know he's got experience he's really good with the guys or gals yeah, yeah. Um, so i think you can give some people some other responsibilities um and usually it's minimal with a raise you give them a dollar or two and yeah, yeah. um but then they kind of become an ambassador for that group of men or women yeah. um and they feel good about it. You know, we've got some guys in certain departments that just come in a half hour early and they walk all the vehicles and make sure the trash is clean and they just do some stuff and, and they're kind of in the parking lot giving some knuckle bumps and yeah, hey, yeah. Zach, how's your day going? Joe, you ready to go today? Jim, you ready to go, buddy? How's it going? You know, how, how's your wife doing? I mean, just kind of like, you know, you just kind of need a little bit of that going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you find some of those guys that are just charismatic like and have a little bit of, you okay. know, excitement going on. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not your best guys. I've got some guys that are incredible. Um, they're just positive leaders in the parking lot. Yeah. They just really are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's pretty cool if you can find those guys and yeah. say, hey, man, you're a leader. And I love what you're yeah. doing out there. Keep it up. You know, and it, even if it's just, hey, it's not going unrecognized. I don't have yeah. a spot for you today. Yeah. You know, but man, we see what you're doing out there and you're killing it in the parking lot. And we love, we love your energy. Great point. And, man, Great point. and just like uh, any good sports team. You know, oftentimes the guy that's holding the team together, uplifting everybody, keeps things fun and energized on the bus is not the guy taking the game winning shot. So that's a 100%. that's a really, really good point. Um, right at the beginning of that, you talked about um, toolbox meetings or something you said. Yeah. Real briefly, talk about do you have a morning routine personally? And then also what does the first hour and a half of your company's day look like? Uh, personally, I do. I have a pretty good routine. I'm a little off of it right now, but typically, um, you know, I'm a guy that gets up early. Um, Jason would tell you that I send emails and texts sometimes at three in the morning. Actually, I sent one last night at like two. Sorry. <laughs> I don't sleep a lot. Um, I'm high energy. I like to work. I like to get things done. Yeah. Um, but I believe that you get up early and you go. And so 
Um, in, a, in an ideal world, I'm getting up at 4, 4.15, and I'm working out. That's part of my day. I like to be at the office by 6. Yeah. Um, I just like to be there and feel what's going on and see what's going on. It doesn't mean I'm involved in all of it, yeah. uh, but I like to see what's going on. I feel like I can hear what's what's happening, and you know, I'll leave my office door open. I feel like I can kind of feel the vibe of the people. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of time. Pulse, per se. Yeah, exactly. And I don't yeah. micromanage. I don't. I, 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 I'm really good at not micromanaging because yeah. I realize if I step in, I got to own that problem. Yeah. But I do have a chance usually to say, "Hey, uh, hey, Bob, come here. I want to talk to you." But I heard I heard your conversation with him, and what happened? Oh, yes. well, this, this, and that. I'm like, okay. I like what you did, or hey, you know, what, next time try doing this and see if that works different. Okay. And, and just interject some some ideas there. But you know, our mornings. Um, Part of our remodel, as we talked about when we started, uh, we're remodeling this entire um, our, our uh, operations building, and we're creating a better environment where guys are able to communicate with their manager, the production manager, mm -hmm. in a way that right now it was just very chaotic, and they were coming in the office, and there's traffic jams. And so part of our redesign is really efficiency and how effective we can be. And um, I, I want to call it a stable, but it sounds like we're it's kind of a harsh word, but it really is. We've got production managers, and they've got their team of people are able to get to them. Um, are you going to feed them twice a day? If I have to, <laughs> maybe three times if they work hard. Um, and so also creating a, a safe workplace, a yeah. kitchen area, break room, some TVs. Um, we're even going, you know, we're really trying to create a place where they feel um, comfortable in the morning. They can change their uniforms, do some different yeah. things. But um, so in the morning looks like, I guess, from a production standpoint, um, we have different times when people are supposed to be there. Um, typically a foreman is there 15 to 30 minutes before his team. Okay. And in that amount of time, he um, gets with his supervisors, production manager, figures out what's on the schedule. Does he need to load anything special? Um, what's the plan for the day? And by the time he gets to his truck, his guys are supposed to be there. They not a whole lot of messing around and we've got a 15 minute rule. You're out of the parking lot in 15 minutes. Okay. Um, doesn't work perfect every day. Um, Every department's a little different. There's some departments that are doing more loading and unloading. There's uh, mowing is pretty well set. Um, we have a night guy that fuels and loads everything. So a mowing crew, for instance, when they get to their truck, it's loaded, fueled, clean. It's ready to go. They're ready to rock and roll. Now, who does, does the foreman do their schedule, or do you have an admin person do it? We, yeah, yeah. We have a production manager working on schedules. Um, we're changing that up a little bit now. We're going to use an admin person, but. Um, typically the schedule's the same, but as we all know, um, the challenge with that is it's easy on paper, rain days and special events and, and those things throw it off. Um, you know, you had six stops to get to, you got four done, yeah. you go to the two first, you know, and we have, I, you know, we have days that we're supposed to do certain sites based on the customer requests and, you know, and we're all commercial, but still we have requested days. Yeah. Um, so there's some challenges there. So there's always that moving pieces and, you know, when we have as many people as we do, there's two guys are off and this guy's here and he's sick. And yeah. so there's that morning juggle that happens. Um, we try to overhire yeah. um, by 10%. So okay. if we need 30 guys in the mowing department, <clears throat> we try to have 33, 34. Okay. Rarely do we have an extra guy, but sometimes we, we'll have two extra guys and we'll be like, hey, who wants a day off? Yeah. Oh man, I, I got a home project I'm working on. See you tomorrow. Bingo. You yeah. know, hey, I'd love to go fishing. See you tomorrow, you know, whatever that. Now that's rare, by the way, because yeah. usually it's like <laughs> four guys we need. But exactly. we try to overhire. Yeah. Um, that's our goal. Okay, so ten per. I mean, that's a good rule of thumb, though. Usually, ten percent of what you actually need. Yeah, we go ten percent over. Um, I know that's different for a guy that has two guys. He doesn't. Yeah. He can't. You know. You know, or four guys. It's hard. 
Um, I think there's a lot of fear of payroll and do I, I can't really pay him or do I pay yeah. him? And I think that was kind of one of the questions that I get a lot is, you know, when do I, when do I hire? When do I add that next crew, that next guy? Yeah. Where's that threshold of there's fear. There's a lot of fear there. Like, yeah. man, I need another truck, but I don't want to buy another truck. I need to hire two guys, but I really can only afford one. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of those companies get stuck yeah. right in that, that, that revenue, you know, stream and that size, they mm-hmm. just can't get out of yeah. it, you know, and um, because they fear, you know, yeah. they're, 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 fear, yeah. they're afraid to take the leap. Um, one thing yeah. I found out, though, I was I was not afraid of it. But one thing I realized was once you do make that next hire and we're, we're going from a very small company to now we're hiring, we're, we're going to be hiring five people this year. Nice. So for us. It's, it's all about the margin. And that's what happened when I hired my first guy. You know, I was a little hesitant, but when you hire that extra person, and if they're the right person, doubling your capacity, I mean, it's it's it's, it's mind-blowing. The, the margin that you create with an extra person, you know, scaling through people sure. is, in, is incredible. Um, so yeah. one, of, one of our goals is we want to be, we actually want to be on the Lawn and Landscape Top 100 list. Not, not for money. Um, our mission is to grow, to serve, and to give. So we want to give back to our team, give back to mm-hmm. others. We we really strive for each team member to have a personal mission. What what is something that you could tell us? Hey, you're probably doing this wrong, or hey, you're gonna have to give this up to reach that goal. Hmm, that's a good one. I, you know. <sighs> I think when when I look at growth, again, I go back to, I think people concentrate on the numbers versus the relationships and the partnerships. So what I encourage you to do or anybody that's trying to get to whatever that number is, hey, I want to be a $3 million company, a five, a 10, 15, make sure the reasons are right first off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because I know guys that are doing $10 million a year and have no cash and they make less than than they were, than they did at three million. I had lunch with a good friend on on Friday who's got a nice, excuse me, has a nice little landscape company. I shouldn't say little does like $3 million. He's in a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Got a good size. He's got a lot of family time and flexibility. Mm-hmm. He makes good money. Yeah. He was struggling. He's like, Hey, what does it look like when I get to five? And, and I can tell you that through our years, we had those sweet spots because at mm-hmm. three, it's really sexy and you can make some good money. Yeah, yeah. But then at five, he had to get a bigger building and two admin people. Yeah. Now my, so now I'm doing five at 6% and I was yeah. doing three at 18. Yeah. And you're going to have those stair steps along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I encourage guys to look at the big picture and look down, you know, focus on the goal because you're going to have bad years. You're yeah. going to have years where we, we had years we lost money. Yeah. Um, we had years that um, we thought, you know, how we could shave some overhead. We could shave so-and-so and so-and-so. Maybe we get rid of Jim over there. Yeah. But if you focus on our goal is aligned that we need him, he's working on structure and whatever it may be. Yeah. So look at the long-term goal. Um, find your sweet spots as you move along. Um, cause you're going to have those. Cause you, yeah. again, like I said, you're going to have those stair steps, mm-hmm. um, where you add one guy and double, and then you had two guys and, and triple, but then you had the fourth guy and you, you didn't add any revenue. Now, yeah, yeah. now you got an extra guy and you're like, man, I, and so you have those times and you have those same things with crews, yeah. you know, you're going to have, when you add a crew and you don't just double every time you add a crew, Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, and so, but you can start to get some synergies and some efficiencies as you get better where you one guy can run, run six guys mm-hmm. and you can also run four, but that same guy can, you can add a couple. So mm-hmm. you didn't add any fixed cost overhead, but now you can get more production, more top line growth. So 
you know, as you grow your company, make sure it's for the right reasons. Um, I, I just focus on, you know, we focused on making great relationships and great partnerships. Yeah. And I talk a lot about, uh, here's a fear of, you know, it, we talk about what if we lost, and we've got some accounts that are big accounts, you know, we're probably 10 accounts that can change the, the way our company goes over a year. Yeah. Um, if we were to lose one of them, it would be devastating. People lose their jobs. It'd be horrible. Um, we try to create a value that when they're sitting in this meeting, in this room, and they're talking about vendors and their suppliers, and I want them to say, hey, if we lost Perfect Cut, we'd be screwed. Yeah. And then we sit, we sit in our meeting and we say, if we lost Customer X, we'd be screwed. Mm -hmm. So it's an equal part. It's an equal value. They yeah. find us just as valuable as, as we find them. Yeah. So I think it's important that you create some partnerships. And, and a lot of these companies, including us over the years, um, we were doing a bunch of HOAs and we're just throwing a lot of bids out and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. um, that's scary stuff. When you, yeah. when you don't create valuable relationships and valuable partnerships, you're just a company providing a service at a number. And, and if you got it because you're low bid, yeah. as soon as somebody a little sexier comes along with a little better price, maybe a yeah. little fancier sales guy, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. So I just encourage guys to build partnerships that are going to be long term yeah. um, and look at how they value their clients and try to give their clients something different than what everybody else has given yeah. them. Um, I always say, tell a story. Yeah. They need to know who you are, what you do. We, at the end of the day, we all cut grass, spray grass, push snow. We all kind of do the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's cool if you can create a, you know, where they say, yeah, they do the same thing, but man, I, that company's top notch. They yeah. provide us with this, these intangibles that are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I so, you know, back to your question of growth and it just makes sure it's for the right reasons. I, I yeah. get a lot of people that just say, I want to do 10 million. And I said, what's that look like? Yeah. Well, I'm going to pay myself a million. I'm like, okay, well let's do some math. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't work yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and so we have to align with why. Yeah. I'm on a vacation. I'm on. I want a vacation in Tahiti. Oh, okay, but maybe you can vacation in Tahiti at three minutes. Yeah, exactly. So figure out what that looks like, because I can tell you when in my when I first started, I remember somebody said to me, "Would you rather do uh, five million at twenty percent or ten million at 10? I said ten million at ten. Why? I don't know. I wanted to be bigger. If if you netted the exact same amount yeah. and had less headache. Wouldn't you say five million at twenty yeah, percent yeah. net? You netted the same. Yeah. And and so my goals in the beginning weren't they weren't always right. Um, I needed my partner Matt, who who was very solid, and Matt just kept saying, "Let's just do the right thing. Yeah. We'll get yeah. paid later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought bigger, better, and and one of the cool things about you know I enjoy is I enjoy I love that we provide for a lot of people, and some people also get a lot of. I love when a guy walks up to me and says, hey, man, I just bought my first new house. I'm yeah. like, sweet, that's awesome. Yeah. And so doing it for those reasons as well, I love that we provide for a lot of people, um, you know, and every time somebody does something cool in their life or has a baby or yeah. buys a car, buys a house, something like, man, we did that. Yeah. Like, we helped them do that. We didn't do it, but they did it, but we helped them. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So that's a cool thing. That's yeah. a cool thing uh, when you're growing a company as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I hope hope to get to that point definitely. And back to your customer service piece, um, especially in commercial, we do mainly residential. But I always tell my guys, you know, it's it's always harder to fire somebody that you're friends with. And then we also mm -hmm. really strive for those peak moments because the clients that cancel us are the ones who are like you said, only focused on price and who also have very limited interaction with us. If you can find those peak moments where like literally you help them take their groceries inside or 
you chat with them about, you know, the fact that, you know, they're an Alabama fan and you hate Alabama. Like, just peak moments that they can remember, chances of them firing you are, you know, they diminish over time. Um, especially Actually, after you get create, over to Create relationships. Yeah. Create relationships. I tell people that all the time, whether you're at your kid's soccer game, you're at church, yeah. you're at a networking event, you're at a golf outing. Yeah. Create value, man. Create yeah. And I, I kind of say it in a, a harsh way. I said, just be a dude people want to do business with. Yeah. yeah. Not, just be a good, be somebody that someone says, you know what, that's, that's a good company. And when they raise their prices, because everybody's scared to raise their prices, right, all the yeah. time. Yeah. If I raise my prices, $5, they're going to cancel. I said, if you, if you raise your prices $5 and they cancel, they were never your, they were never really yours in the first place. Yeah. And it was probably hard to collect from those people. So you yeah, were, exactly. you so were getting the money. Build right. value, man. Build partnerships. You know, I encourage guys, especially in the commercial world, take people out for yep. coffee at lunch. And you know what? Don't ask about business. Yeah, Just yeah. find out what they got going yeah. on. They'll give you the business later. You don't need to ask them about their business. That's good stuff. Just, you know, just create relationships. All right, Corey, I want to respect your time here. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about your retail side, Ballard Innovative Products, and sure. um, we can we can wrap up here. Yeah, um, I appreciate the time. And uh, I thought an hour would be a long time, but we've kind of hustled through 40 minutes. So I'd love to to talk with you again whenever you, whenever you want to do it. And we can dig into tons of different issues that guys are struggling with. But yeah, um, yeah so about 20 years ago, um, we created our first product called the Easy Gate, which is just a product that lifts utility gates up. We were slamming our gates to the ground. Yeah. They're heavy, breaking while it's loose. Yeah. Um, so we, we built the Easy Gate, patented it. And so for years, I sold three to five products um, all through the early 2000s. Um, but the only way to sell product back then was you got to go to trade shows. Yeah. So I was traveling with a utility trailer, showing off the product, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, running ads in Lana Landscape Magazine and Turf Magazine, and, yeah. and it just was really hard. And so in, in 2014, um, just decided that uh, we've got some great products, mm-hmm. um, and now with social media, let's, we wanted to make a run at it. So got with Jason Wallsmith and sat down and said, hey, let's, let's, let's take this to a different level. And so what was really cool, it's been fun for us, is... Um, We've got about 80 products now through, through Ballard-Inc.com. Um, everything, for, for all kinds of accessories for trucks and trailers. Uh, we've got, you know, T-shirts and shoes and a ton of different things that I love. Some of them we manufacture and design. Some of them are just, I'm just a distributor for other people. Um, I've found products that have made our lives easier, better. Um, I get some guys are like, you don't even make that. I go, and I always respond with, you know, Target doesn't make that stuff they sell, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazon, they don't make they don't make all that stuff. <laughs> but what's cool about it is I don't sell it unless I believe it. I don't sell it unless I use it. I use this stuff. So when you guys see my videos, I'm out there. Yeah. I'm showing you how it works. Yeah. It's raw. Um, this weekend it was snowing. I'm out shoveling. Yep. It is what it is. I show yeah. you how this stuff works. Yeah. Um, it's just stuff that we use that we think makes people's lives better. We love what we're doing. Um, a cool piece to this whole thing is we sell great products yeah. and help people out and they send us awesome pictures of their trailers and trucks and yeah. mowers. And, um, but then they send us questions like, hey, I'm, again, I'll add a second crew. I want to add a third crew. Yeah. Where do I find good people? When yeah. should I grow? Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with collecting cash. Yeah. You know, I'm, how do you, you know? And so all those things we get to help people with um, make it fun. Um, and I think people realize that I'm just like, down the field. I was out mowing last year. We we were struggling. We had a lot of rain. I I was on mowers. People are like, you're not on a mower. I was on a mower last year a lot. Yeah. And when I do stuff like that, um, we created a product called the Garbage Goat just recently. It's just a, it's a trash yeah. containment system. I was out mowing again. I'm like, man, there's got to be a better way to yeah. track trash in my pockets and the cup holders wedged <laughs> in the seat. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. So when I get out in the field, 
I get to remember some of the things that we should have. Man, it'd be really yeah. cool if this trailer did have this, or it'd be yeah. cool if this yeah. mower had that. Um, so we hope that our products uh, inspire guys and show guys an easier and a more efficient way to do that. Um, you know, and I love to share my experience with Perfect Cut. Again, I don't know that it's, I don't have all the answers. I don't yeah. pretend to. I can just share my yeah. 30, crazy 30 years of yeah. what we've done. Um, yeah. done, a, done a lot of cool things and we screwed up a lot too. And yeah. I, I think people always want to tell this story of all wins, man. It's not all wins. You know, we've had some tough, yeah. tough lessons along the way. And, yeah. um, and I think those, when you get through those lessons, it certainly makes you better. That's awesome. Yeah, I love, I love your products. Um, the thing that I, I know for a fact, people are watching the videos, using the products, because it's actually needed. You know a guy's on a mower and he's thinking, dude, I need this. Like this, I should invent this. And, and you guys have done that. So, so I absolutely love that. Um, love your passion, love your heart, where you guys are going as a company. Um, I definitely know our, our listeners got value from this. Thank you again for your time. I know you're a busy man, so I really do appreciate it. Okay, well, I appreciate it. Um, let's let's do it again sometime, and I'm going to keep. Uh, I think the, when you started the first question, you said, "How do you how do you come up with so much content?" We work it really, really hard, and we're going to yeah. continue doing that. So um, you and I can touch base off uh, off time here. I'd love yeah. to get with you whenever you'd like. Sounds good. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. Have a good Have rest a good of the week. Bye. You too, buddy. Thank you. Hey guys, what did I tell you? I knew you'd enjoy that. Really a lot of good stuff. Um, I just, uh, I love talking about that kind of stuff. It helps me um, learn and grow. Especially, I mean, you get in a, a situation where you can learn from somebody that's been doing this for 30 years. There's so many questions that you can get into. And um, I, I feel like he did a good job giving an overarching picture of how his company grew, but also delving into some of the actual pain points that he's he's had to address from leadership struggles to putting people in the wrong spots, um, all the way now down to how 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 are they focusing on their why and what what is their company really about? How do they keep quality talent around? So a lot of good stuff. Um, hope you guys were were taking notes and re-listening as I said. Because there was uh, definitely, definitely some stuff to uncover and and chew on for a while, but uh, let's let's start a, a little Instagram chat. Hit me up. Um, we're gonna do another post as we launch this podcast. So hit me up on there in the comments section, and um, let's let's kind of talk through some stuff, talk through some issues that you guys may want a little more, um, a little more color, a little better picture painted that uh, we didn't really get all the way into. So, like I said, I enjoyed this. Hope you guys found some value from it. We will uh, we'll be doing some actual documenting episodes. We're going to be starting our personal training for Green Again Lawn here within the next uh, couple weeks. So we're going to be documenting just how those meetings sound, what our training sounds like. Really looking forward to that because that's going to be some real-life situations. The episodes may be a little longer in those scenarios. Um, but we'll try to we'll try to edit them down enough to where you don't have to search for for the really good stuff. Um, always a pleasure. Love doing these. Glad we got to uh, hang out with you guys again this week. We'll be back with you soon. Baby,
Hey guys, just gonna give you an update. We have partnered with Evergrow Marketing. They have completely revamped our website. Been loving the, the help and hand-holding that they've had to do for me. Um, when it comes to some of that stuff, to say the least, I'm pretty ignorant. So, been really, really nice to have the Evergrow Marketing team helping us revamp the website. They're gonna be pushing a lot of Google advertisements and Facebook advertisements for us. If you're needing help, or just some quick tips or advice moving forward with digital marketing, social media marketing, hit at Evergrow Marketing up on Instagram, or you can obviously just search Evergrow Marketing. The thing I love about them, they don't compete. They're not gonna sign up multiple people in your area. So if you're in an area that they're not in yet, you're gonna get their sole attention and they're gonna be putting their best foot forward for you. Um, also, the thing that I love is the small business aspect of it. They're gonna treat you like you're the only customer that they have. Um, that's what we've experienced personally. Like I said, I only back companies that we're personally working with. So it's been a lot of fun working with them and really looking forward to pushing new professional content out there in the proper way, being on platforms the correct way that we can start to get ranked higher on Google get more customers and ultimately add value to more clients for 2019. So we'll let you know how that goes and uh, really looking forward to it. But hit Evergrow Marketing up, been excited to work with them. I know you guys will enjoy it as well.